Gazette Newspapers presents the Parting Shots Podcast. The Parting Shots Podcast is brought to you by Trophy Case, the app created for athletes by athletes. Downloaded today, available for iOS and Android users in your app store. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Thank you, Scott Geezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Subscribe today. We're talking Union Hockey in the Parting Shots Podcast studio. Union beat writer Mike McGannon joins me. Hello, Mike. Hey, everybody. Well, the Dutchmen play their final game before Christmas on Friday the 13th as they host Merrimack at 7 p.m. Union's coming off a split of last weekend's ECAC hockey games, beating Brown 5-0 on Friday and dropping a 2-0 decision to Yale on Saturday. But those results, not the big story from the team. Appears to be more drama as Union coach Rick Bennett decided to remove the captains, uh, the C's off the uniforms of senior defenseman Vas Collius and junior goalie Darian Hansen. The move was made prior to the November 16th game at Princeton, but didn't come to light until the team returned from its Thanksgiving break. This comes off the heels of the uh, departures of sophomore forwards Lucas Bro and Sam Morton. So, Mike, how shocked were you that Bennett decided to take away the C's? Um, I was more interested than shocked. Shocked is a clear, way more melodramatic than my re- reaction should be characterized. Um, it, it was interesting. Um, and after the fact, it seemed like everybody was okay with it. Everybody said the right things. I think Darian Hansen was taken aback a little bit. <clears throat> I think it's natural when you're in that situation, when you're named captain and then not even at the halfway point of the season, it's removed that your first thought probably is, well, what did I do wrong? And I don't think he's done anything wrong. And the way Rick Bennett characterized it, it was, it was more of an issue of let's take the pressure off these guys a little bit. And, and this was always going to be a community project anyways, in terms of leadership and everything Um, from a procedural standpoint, it it just kind of changes who's going to talk to the refs when that issue, if that issue ever arises. And, uh, so I just thought it was kind of interesting, um, and certainly you're going to take notice of something like that during a season like they've been having, and, and as you already mentioned, that it kind of came on the heels of those two kids leaving. Two events that aren't connected, but because they kind of came one on top of the other, it's, it's natural to assume that you know there's like maybe some turmoil going on there, but... Um, you know, uh, he kind of reiterated today that when he comes in the locker room, everyone's got ener- energy and no one's get help. You know, put hung their heads. You know, after the four and twelve or even the zero and seven start. So, uh, you know, it was kind of interesting, and, and naturally we're going to ask questions about it. But w- once you hear the answers, it's, it's you know, d- it didn't seem like really that big of a deal. Yeah, I know. We um, last Wednesday talked to both Darian and and, and Voss, and this is before we know. I got a tip from somebody about that. And then you you ran with it uh, after the you know the, after the Brown game. It seemed like everybody was on board with this, uh, and, and it really, as you said, this doesn't seem to be any animosity uh, over this situation. No, or I don't think animosity would ever really come up. It might be more of like self doubt, like, like I already mentioned with Hanson. You know, he and it's a natural reaction to to kind of be taken aback, aback a little bit by that. But man, I, I mean. They got bigger problems, <laughs> like scoring. Yeah, and that's uh, we'll we'll get to that in a second. But uh, I posted your story uh, on Friday night uh, it was on the Union College Hockey fans page. Some of the fans reacted. Harvey Kagan uh, wrote, 
It had to be hurtful to both Voss and Darian to have the uh, letters literally removed from their jerseys. It seems like Rick is scapegoating them for the team's poor play and looks like he is uh, hoping to see them rally around both players the way Herb Brooks did with Mike Ruzioni before the 1980 Olympics. It's a tribute to Darian that he can step up and play so well following this slap in the face. I think it was a mistake, and I hope to see the letters return to their jerseys. I think that's a little overdramatic. Yeah, that's a little melodramatic, and, and again, um, you know, like slap in the face, that's, that's a little much, and the personalities of these kids that put them in a position to be captains in the first place also makes them immune to like letting them overreact to some to a move like this. Everybody understands this team's in a state of flux this year, and there's, you know, they're going to tweak some things like that, and and maybe, um, you know, on the superficially, it might it, cosmetically it might look like a bad thing, but. You know, you dig a little deeper and you talk to these kids. I, I don't see anybody quitting T. Well, <laughs> I don't see anybody who was wearing a C and now is not wearing a C um, quitting the team. Um, you know, the other two kids is another story. But, um, uh, yeah, I, you know, I mean, they, they, like I said, the personalities they have and just kind of the leadership and the maturity and the responsibility they take for this team, those things are going to be constants whether they're wearing a C or not. Yeah, David Trestick wrote, uh, I'm okay with the change. Sends a big message to the younger players that everything must be earned. I like Tanson as the captain, but it's got to be hard for him to lead on the ice when he's in net. We have so many young fours. We, of course, being union, I think they needed a leader up front to look up to and follow. So I love that Kosick and Harrison got the A's this week. Uh, they were both tremendous. They worked both. Uh, they both worked tremendously hard and are great examples to the underclassmen. That's a very, very good point. And if you talk to either of these two kids, you can tell they're very stable and mature and certainly great representatives of the program and and you know they got their heads on straight and you know those are kind of you know kind of kids that you want to be in that position they were already in that position to begin with from a leadership standpoint and now they got the A's on and and again it's easy for outsiders to look at these cosmetic things and and have a tendency to overreact but you know I don't really put a lot of it make a big deal out yeah. of it. Peter Grux wrote, Darian is great, a fine athlete, thoughtful, intelligent, articulate spokesman, positive attitude, and a hell of a goalie. Like Matt Bodie, Daniel Carr, Mike Becchione, and Cole Mayer, and others before them, he represents all that is wonderful about a small school with real academics and limited budget competing uh, well with the big boys. I only hope he enjoys all that is good about uh, you, meaning Union, as much as we love having him there representing the school. That was in reference to Hanson? Yes, yeah, and, you know, I saw him last night, uh, Tuesday night. He was doing the sled hockey thing with a bunch of his teammates and having a blast out there. And, and uh, again, we've talked to him after the fact. And, he's, you know, that kid is, like, so upbeat and, and just kind of positive. I, I have, I'm have i sure, like any human being, he has his down moments and everything, but I haven't seen any evidence of it. And, and uh, again, he'll continue to do those sorts of positive things for the team, whether he's wearing a C or not. And one final one from Jim Calone. Uh, not sure when the C was removed, but Hanson is a stand-up guy and didn't seem upset by it in uh, post-game comments. First period, four-check, uh, Friday night. I'm quote, misquoting or just changing it to from last night because it was written on Friday or Saturday right. morning. Uh, was outstanding. Union was on the puck, fast inside Brown's blue line, had them off balance all the first period. So there you go. Thoughts yeah. of some of the fans about the uh, – uh, reaction now. Let's talk about the games. Uh, Union 
coming off the break two uh, the, you know that hadn't played in three weeks and they just took it to Brown and that was that I means was that kind of surprising because you know yeah. we, we talked about this last week the fact that Union never seems to get up for Brown and sure enough they turned it around yeah and regardless of the opponent the five zero surprised me more than anything else I think it might even surprise them because <laughs> like Josh Kosak said this afternoon he's like yeah we really needed a game like that I mean they just have not been scoring at all. And they finally exploded, and again, it didn't matter who the opponent was. Really put together a good, complete effort, um, finished everything that was in front of them. Um, I, I think, you know, Rick Benamaves even said they had more scoring chances against Yale the next night than they did again. You know, two no, two nothing loss, which was. Did he say? Did he say he felt he felt he better played better at Princeton? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting my yeah. my weekends get, mixed get up. Ivy League Ivy League yeah. schools mixed up. Getting off right. <laughs> It wasn't the school so much it was the weekend because um, it's all a blur at this point. But, um, yeah, the 5-0 was unusual for a team that had, was, you know, averaging one goal a game through 14 games. Um, fortunately, they couldn't get it to carry over into the next night. But, you know, he, he actually sounded a little more um, um, positive this afternoon about the Yale game than he did um, Saturday night, you know, when it was fresh right after the fact. And reiterated the point that it was pretty plainly obvious that if uh, they finished a two-on-one uh, Dylan Amhorn from uh, from Anthony Rinaldi when it was still one zip, um, maybe that changed the game around. Uh, so um, they're right in that one, too. Yeah, we'll get the thoughts of uh, Union coach Rick Bennett, uh, Forrest Josh Kosak, and uh, Sean Harrison. As a Dutchman, prepare for Merrimack, and you're listening to the Party Shots podcast, available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Hi, this is Hunter Moffat, founder and CEO of Trophy Case, the app created for athletes by athletes. Our app is a community connecting like-minded athletes, families, and sports affiliates for their specific needs. Positive form of social media designed for long-term success. We have a template for users to easily curate, track, record, and grow their statistics and social multimedia content in one digital profile. Create, connect, and promote your brand. Think Instagram for athletes. Notable Trophy Case team members include Ron Jaworski, former NFL quarterback and founder of Jaws Youth Playbook, who says, Throughout my success in the sports world, I believe Trophy Case can bring value to many different levels of athletes and unrepresented sports. This platform will level the playing field for athletes at the beginning of their career with technology for generations to come. You can download the Trophy Case app at the Apple Store and Google Play. Send us your feedback. Trophy Case, the app created for athletes by athletes. Get it today. Back on the Parting Shots podcast, along with Mike McAdam, I'm Ken Schatz. Union coach Rick Bennett and junior forwards Josh Kosak and Sean Harrison met the media on Wednesday. Here's what they had to say, starting with Rick Bennett. Rick, how was important to... um win this game Friday and get some momentum going into the break? Well, before I answer that question, can you please take off that jacket, Matt? <laughs> this jacket? No, my jacket. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, can you ask me that again? How important is it to, for this game Friday to get, to get a win and build some momentum heading into the break? Uh, the, same, the same way that we went into you know, with the uh, Thanksgiving exam break. It's a great, it's a good feeling, but you also you have to know that you got to work hard and you know, so far in practice week, it's been, I would say our practice week's been good. It hasn't been great. Um, so we're just trying to 
today was much better, so we need another good day tomorrow to prepare ourselves for Friday. Do you think it's tougher to keep the guys focused when you know they're, they're heading home after this? We haven't, uh, that's a good question. I haven't done the stats in the past. Um, I did reach out to, this was uh, years ago when we had Joe Beal on staff, and because he lived it, so we used a couple of his, uh, you know, recommendations. But again, I, I can't tell you if that uh, was full foolproof or not. But these guys have been really active since the exam's been over. There's a lot of community service stuff, and it's been they they've been phenomenal. We've had mentor days, and you know, with alums coming back and speaking to the guys, and a leadership talk, and so it's you know trying to keep their day away from uh, Fortnite and all that other jazz. Is that what they call it? Yeah, Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Okay, there you go. So. Is there one alum in particular who had a message that you felt really resonated with the guys? In Mentor Day? Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, I thought the fact that there was two. We had a Mentor Day and then four of our players did the walk on Wall Street yesterday. So what we took away from the walk on Wall Street from the four players is what time did their day start? And it started at 7.40. And I said, and I asked, well, what time did it end? And they said, five. I said, that's a pretty a full day. And we asked the guys that were here for practice if we asked, do you guys feel that's a long day? And they were shaking their heads yes. And they said, uh, was it as long as your practice day here yesterday? And they said no. I said, well, that's the real world. And uh, so enjoy, enjoy wearing this jersey. So I think we learned a lot from that. The mentor day with the alum coming in, uh, Sam Slater, was um, just a fact of, of opportunities that are out there for the union grad, but you have to you have to get after it. You have to work. I asked the players this and asked you too. You're at about the halfway part of the season now. What would you what grade would you give this team for the first half? Well, I think if you look at the overall picture, uh, about a C. We're about a C right now. So average. Yeah. I mean. For four and twelve, yeah. uh, you may think it's D or an F, but I, I I think through everything that these guys have have had to battle, I'm talking from the summer on. Uh, they've they've done a real good job. They've they've limited drama here. No one's gotten any trouble or any any issues like that. And I'm talking like petty stuff. And we haven't the, my phone hasn't rang once, or I haven't gotten an email, and that's a positive to me. That shows me these guys want to be student athletes and be and, and are serious about what they're doing, and their grade point averages uh, overall. I'm still waiting on one guy, so it was was excellent this term, and that's with 12 new and a transfer. So there's a lot of positives to build on, and I think I think that's what we're trying to trying to build on. When you see a team that's four and 12, I'm sure there's some teams historically that say this is over. Yeah. Done. You don't see that here, do you? Not even, not even remotely close. These guys have you a lot of. That? No, I don't. I haven't worried about it once. Our staff hasn't worried about it. It's just I see that locker room. There's a lot of energy when I come in for practice before to talk to guys and see how things are going. And there's, I haven't seen that one bit. What do you have to do to find that consistency to play the same way game after game? I mean, you like to have that. Brown game, 
every day. Not the, mm -hmm. you know, you know, we built, you know, to build off that win instead of you know having a setback against the Albion. Where do you how do you how do you build that consistency? I, I've always been a big believer in practice, being consistent in practice, which leads to games. So we're we're still not there yet, as I just mentioned. Um, but to answer your question, it's through practices, um, going through these shared experiences through games. Uh, Yale, to me, could have went either way. I don't think we played bad at all. The scoring chances say that. Um, you know, we can give it the old, if Anhorn buries that two-on-one, it's a one-one hockey game, and here we go. But it didn't happen. I think I just think we're we're learning through our shared experiences. We just got to get over the hump of um, when it's it gets a little bit tougher that that we can match it. You touched on it there a little bit, but um, the guys have hesitated to give that midseason grade because they feel like there's been such a progression from the start of the season to now. And, and I asked them, and, and I'm curious your thoughts on. So what are the next steps, right? So how do you get from where you are now to being good, great, not being a C-level team, be your A? Well, just, again, through practices and, and continue, you know, continually play these games and learning from each game. What did we learn from last weekend going into Merrimack? I don't have an answer for you until we play Merrimack, but I, I, I do know that the staff will have these guys prepared for Merrimack. And we've already started that. So on ice things. On ice? It'd be nice. It'd be nice to get a little more consistent scoring. That's I'll start with that. And that's on me. You know, through through systems and, and trying to find the right pairing, you know, for lines. Um, I, I don't know where we are, fifty eighth maybe in the country. So we can start with that one. Uh, power play, there's number two. So there's two right there, because um, defense we've, you know, knock on wood, has from where we started I think it was five, six goals a game against, dropped down drastically, and I think we can be even much better. Um, Keep a lane set after the game. He liked your team and that you were disciplined and structured. One thing that seemed to be missing was just finishing. And I, whether you agree with that or not, is, there, is that something in practice that you can sort of identify through drills or whatever to um, just get better at that? Yeah, we, we've we made a, an effort to work on our offensive zone play. We've done enough rushes, you know, throughout practice, but the old zone play as, as five versus five, we've worked a lot. And I think it showed in Brown, not so much at Yale. You know, we only had 11 chances, uh, four. But they also had 11 chances, you know, against us. So it was 11-11, um, at least in our world, when you break down the game. But again, it's. I think too, scoring is a is a mental thing. You got to bear down. You have to really. You got to want to score. Like you really got to want to score, sometimes. And I think in today's game, you got to get around that net. And that's one area that we're working on too is the net front. We got to be a little more. We need a little more Dan Carr. Hungry around that net, or Mike Vecchioni, and I'm picking those two because they're, you know, all-time leading point getters here. But they were really hungry around the net. I never had to tell them, let's get, let's get hungry. I mean, some guys wake up and say, I love scoring, and some, not so much. There's only one Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> like, it is what it is, you know. So, what we just need a little more consistency in that department. Cool.
Kolyas had the red jersey on today. What's the chance we're going to see him on Friday? Questionable. Same, same Can I go with questionable? You already have once, so you may come up with some new material. Doubtful? <laughs> Questionably doubtful. <laughs> when, when, you, when you release these guys after the game Friday, how important is it that they, you know, obviously it's important they go home for the holidays, but how important is it that they keep working out and do what they're supposed to do to keep their bodies in hockey shape? Yeah, well, the same thing is, well, one, you got to bring your equipment home with you. That's, uh, that'll be a given. And then our break is as long as we've had in the past, so, you know, hopefully don't get out of shape too much. Like you're never going to mock what, what what we do in practices here back home, whether you skate with a, a junior team or not. You're just not going to be able to mock that. But it's Dan Gableman, our strength and conditioning coach, gives them a nice program to go home with uh, for off ice. But on ice, that's on you. If you can get a couple sessions, um, three to four in there throughout our days off, then that's really going to help you. Because the first things to go, as these guys found out through Thanksgiving exam break, is the first things to go is your lungs, second is your hands. So hopefully it's not too, too much when we go into the UUVM weekend. So is it, is it the 23rd they'll be back on the ice here? Correct. So we're bringing them back early just to avoid that. So we're ready for that tournament. Because obviously we're, it's a very good tournament. We're playing some good teams. So got to be ready for it. Will it be weird at all for you, the Providence's? It wasn't weird when we played them back in the, the tournament, back when, so it's not going to be any different now. So it's not like you're walking down memory lane or anything? Not at all. No. I'm a union guy. Still, you must have fond memories of Providence. I do. It was just, it was a lot of fun, but, you know, I, I think I had way, way too much fun, so I don't have to <laughs> ever relive it. <laughs> um, Josh Graziano announced he was coming here last week, what's the time to, I don't know, not expecting the answer to be tomorrow, but when, because like, it's such a weird time of year to announce. That's a no, that's a no comment okay. at this time. With the freshmen? That's just him for, for a week. Yeah, that's a, I'm going to leave that one until everything is, the eyes are, eyes are dotted and the T's are crossed, then I'll, then I'll comment. With the freshmen already doing so much through the first half of the season, how much or do you expect them to raise their game up a level now that they have college reps under their belt in the second half of the year? How much further do you think that they can take their game? Judge on their practice habits and how hard they work, we're looking for a whole other level. And you're not, you're not first years anymore. And that's the way we've looked at it. That's what we've been telling them for the past few weeks now. Because a lot of these guys got a lot of reps, you know, in games, and obviously the practice reps, so a lot more than a lot of first-year guys have had in the past. So I think they have a leg up. And they just have to make sure they're taking advantage of that. And any time you're a first year, you get an opportunity to wear that jersey, you better take advantage of it, especially, especially going in your first year. What are your plans for the break? Uh, recruiting, fundraising, a lot of it's because it was a blast. Christmas <laughs> shopping? Yeah, yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, a little Here's Christmas shopping. <laughs> Do I? Yes. Yeah. I better. You go out and do your own? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I like actually getting out there just solo and just kind of doing your own thing. You got to finally break down and get a snowboard? I did. What? <laughs> I did. Yeah, that's uh, after that last, I figured at 52 it was time because we, the family, 
well, I shouldn't say family, like the missus and and one of my daughters helped with that, uh, what was it, 25 inches or whatever the heck it was. So, and then the next few days we were on the IR with the back, so I said, it's time. So, <laughs> Upper or lower? Uh, that was well, middle, <laughs> right? Middle. You know, now that you bought one, probably won't snow again. You know that. <laughs> yeah, you know what, we used, I, even when it wasn't, I think I brought it out just to do it. <laughs> Next up is Josh Kosak. Last game before the uh, holiday break, uh, how important is it to keep the focus on the game and not worry about you know, taking off after Friday? Yeah, it's huge. Uh, we got to take take care of business on Friday. Um, got to come out hard, play our game. We can't focus on going home for the break after. Um, these points are super important. Uh, I think they're our last out-of-conference game besides the Mayor's Cup. Um, so yeah, we got to uh, stay focused, stay disciplined this week, and uh, come out hot on Friday. You got those uh, tournament games in Vermont after when you guys come back. So, I mean, how important is it to build momentum off this with getting a win Friday and going into those tournament games in two weeks? Yeah, it's huge. Um, obviously, our out-of-conference games haven't gone how, uh, as we wanted, so um, there'll be a good test for us. Uh, hopefully, we can uh, have the result we want. Um, feeling good about ourselves going into the break. Um, and then hopefully carry that into Vermont. How much time do you guys get off? Uh, we leave Saturday and we come back on the twenty the twenty third. So, so just over a week. Break. Yeah. You looking forward to that? Uh, yeah, it'll be nice. Um, it's always nice to go home, see family and friends, um, and then kind of towards the end of it, you're pretty eager to come back. Um, and like I said before, we got a great test before and right after break, so it'll be good for us. It's a little easier to come back before Christmas instead of being with your family on Christmas Day? Uh, I mean, I'm used to it now. It's our third time doing it. Um, uh, we actually have Christmas Day off, so I'll go to one of my roommate's houses. Um, a lot of guys that are within like two hours or so, um, their families are very welcoming, um, bringing guys in, so that'll be nice. Especially when you have a couple games straight off the break, how uh, important is it and what, what do you plan to do to kind of stay, stay in shape, stay in game shape? You guys aren't practicing against each other here. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. Obviously, it's a break, but uh, you got to be taking care of your body. Um, rest is huge, but it also doesn't mean not doing anything at all. Um, Coach Gailman gives us a couple workouts that we can do, uh, try to find ice with our old junior teams at home, kind of stay in it, um, but also enjoy being home at the same time. We haven't talked to you since Rick made the change a couple games ago with the A's, well documented, and this, this season, the A's. I mean, can you describe how that, if at all, that changes uh, no, it doesn't change at all. I mean, we got, we're a leadership by committee. We have a lot of guys up there that are leaders. Um, I think it, it could hurt you if you try to make it too much. Uh, just, I kind of try, try to play my role as best as possible um, and just try to help the team in any way I can. Um, but it doesn't change who I am or what I'm about. It's kind of a weird weekend last weekend, 5-0 and then 2-0 done the next day. I mean, what do you guys take out of that? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously it was nice to kind of explode offensively. We've been waiting for a game like that. Um, but, yeah, like we, we didn't come out as hot as we should have on Friday. Maybe we were riding that wave a little too, a little too high. And uh, obviously we got that, uh, the result against EO because of that. Um, so we just got to learn to put back-to-back uh, -back games, uh, put a weekend together, um, and learn to put teams away. You guys are just about, a, well, I think it'll be the halfway point. What grade would you give this team for the first half of the season? Uh, obviously, we didn't start how we wanted, but I think 
Um, we've, as a group, we've gone through a lot. Um, I wouldn't put a specific grade on it just because I think we've come a long way since the start of the year. Um, we've had a lot of close games. Uh, I think our new guys have done a great job adapting to the new culture, um, the systems. Um, right out of the gate, having 13 new guys, it's not easy. Um, but I think now at the halfway point, I think we've seen over the past couple weekends, we've taken big steps forward, uh, which is great to see. And hopefully uh, we can continue that on Friday and uh, into the new year. Incomplete. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Finally, Sean Harrison. I ask you the same question I just asked Josh. What well, grade would you give this team for the of the season? Uh, I think Josh hit it right on the head. I mean, those for ever so the games up to RPI before we got our first win obviously was not good. You know, we're here to win games, and we weren't doing that to start the year. But since that game, I think we've come a long way. We've played better games more consistently. We played games themselves more consistently. So, I mean, there have been a couple lapses back to that start that we had but they're they're getting fewer and fewer and I think the most important thing is they are getting less and less so by the time playoffs comes we should be playing our game and playing well and that's the most important time. How important is it to find a consistency? I mean you have a great game against Brown 5 nothing, then you come back and get shut out by Yale so how important is it to find that consistency on a weekend? I mean it's extremely important because it doesn't really matter like 5-0 to zero, it's a big win but it's still two points so I mean you can play a consistent game, 50 minutes of the game, and then have 10 minutes where you lapse and they score three goals and you lose. And it's, that's two points you didn't get. So, I mean, you gotta, you gotta be able to find a way, way to win. Even if you're not playing your best, you gotta find a way. And I think consistency is the best way to do that. If you're coming in and playing night in, night out, and working hard and doing the right things, then the results should take care of itself. Uh, obviously, with this weekend, we saw it in Brown. I think uh, offensive production needs to step up a little bit. We've, I think we've uh, progressed a lot in our defensive area of the game. So I think the next step would be scoring more goals. You know, if we can score three to four goals a game, and if some of those goals come on the power play and we don't let any penalty kill goals up, I think we can put ourselves in some really good ch uh, chances to win hockey games, even if we aren't at our best every day. Are you going home for Christmas? I am. I'm going back to Florida. Where? Florida. What part? Orlando. Is that where home is now? It is now. My parents are tired and moved down there. So So no more last? No, but I lived 18 years there, so I like to still say I'm from there. <laughs> When's the last time you were up in Alaska? It's been a while. It's been about three years, I want to say. You still have any family up there? No, my, I, we, I did growing up. I, almost my whole family was there, and then one by one we all started leaving, and now no one's there anymore. But. Florida, Alaska, this time oh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think they, it was one extreme to the other, I think. It was, it's weird. But. So you'll go home for Saturday? Yeah, I'll leave. I'll fly out Saturday, come back Sunday, I believe, for a week. Easy to find any ice in Florida? Uh, it actually is. It was, it was tough when we first got there, but now that I've been, I've been there a couple of summers now, and I established a good uh, relationship with the, the rink staff and the people that skate there, so... It's not hard now, but when I first got there, there's only one rink in all of Orlando. And, yeah, I mean, it was tough to find ice, but. How important is it that you, you know, you, that you do, you know, you get the break, but how important <coughs> is it that you stay in shape and were able to get on the ice and 
Yeah, it's it's extremely important. I mean, it's a quick turnaround when we, right when we come back. We're heading to uh, Vermont to play Vermont and Providence. So we got to stay in shape. We can't take ten, a couple days off, uh, eight days off. I think we have, and expect to come back and play the game. I mean, it's it's an exhausting game, and you have to be in shape for the whole thing. So, but I mean, you guys know that we've all played almost. I think everyone here has played junior hockey, where you get to go home for a couple of days and then come back and play on the 26th of December. So. I mean, we all we all know that we're going to stay in shape. We're all going to skate. We're all going to run, do whatever we can to prepare ourselves for the break. But I think we also want to, you know, try, uh, take care of our bodies a little bit at that break too. So you plan on working out a lot in general? Yeah, working out and skating. Every day? Uh, probably not both every day. I might work out one day, but skate the other do day. Every do day. some do something every day. Yeah. You think everyone else will do the same? About I would say about yeah. Better, People right? guys do something every day. It doesn't have to be a you know, two-hour practice like we have upstairs, but just something to get the blood flowing and stay active. And I guess you know when you come back who didn't do it. A little bit. I mean, everyone's rusty when they come back because no one's skating every day when they go home. Because I mean, like I said, you want to you want to rest the body also. So, but it is a little rusty, but it comes back quick, especially if you've been staying with your conditioning. And so it shouldn't really be much of a problem. Mike, to me, I think the uh, shocking news of the day on that uh, media availability is that uh, Union Coach Rick Bennett broke down and bought a snowblower. He's getting soft on us. <laughs> I, I was shocked because last year he took such great pride in the, the snowstorm that wiped out the first attempt at the uh, the Mayor's Cup about how, quote, the Bennett, no, the Bennett clan uses shovels. And this is after it was revealed that uh, – RPI head coach Dave Smith, who had spent nine seasons in Buffalo, and we know very well what kind of snow onslaught they faced there, was proudly broke out his snowblower that he had been dying to to use. And 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 Rick Bennett took umbrage at the suggestion that the that there would be a snowblower in his garage. And yep. he said, "Well, I'm at 52. We we went out there and shoveled my my wife and my." Uh, one daughter, and we were on the IR with uh, lower back. Uh, middle body, I think. Middle, middle body injury, sorry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was really shocked. So it, Yeah, it, I, I, asked those, I asked those hard-hitting questions. His tough guy <laughs> days are over. <laughs> on the serious side, there was a lot of talk about finding consistency and then staying and staying in shape during the break. A union will be back in action December 28th in the Catamount Cup when they will face Vermont and Providence in the Union Hockey Coaches Reunion 2 as a – Kevin Snedden at Vermont and uh, Nate Lehman at Providence. That's so. always a fun thing. Who's the fourth team there? Providence, Vermont, Union, and – That's a good question. I thought you looked that up. I, I should have looked that up. I should have looked that up myself. Well, we know I, Union has Vermont the first night. and that's, uh, But, yeah, the, you know, we've seen those three together before. And, uh, I think it was in Springfield. No, that no, was in Bridge, Bridgeport in 2014. Bridgeport. Yeah, right. And Vermont uh, – Union beat Vermont in the semifinal. And that was a fun side story, Uh to the whole regional. Yeah, because after the game, the, the Vermont game, that uh, all the players went up and, you know, thank Kevin Stenner for what he did to get the program going. Mm -hmm. uh, Lake Superior State's the other team. That's okay. Vermont. Vermont will play them on that Sunday. Nice but, little tournament. Yeah, so that'll be a lot of fun. Um, so we'll, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get there and hopefully uh, 
Yeah, I think, yeah, like I said, you know, it's great that you have that you know, legacy there with Kevin, who really started the, the process of getting the program turned around, and then Nate Lehman took it to another level, and Rick yep. Bennett took it to a champ, national championship. Right. Yeah. So uh, coming up, I'll we'll have comments from the Union women's hockey team. You'll hear from head coach Josh Skiba and senior forward Caitlin Russ. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast, available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Hi, this is Union College football coach Jeff Behrman. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette associate sports editor Ken Schott. Back on the Party Shots podcast, the Union Women's Hockey Team plays its final two games of 2019 when it hosts Bemidji State Friday and Saturday. The Dutch women's 2-13-1 record overall may not look good, but they are 2-4-1 in ECAC hockey play. They are in ninth place, one point behind St. Lawrence for the final ECAC hockey playoff berth. They are coming off last weekend's trip to the North Country, where they tied St. Lawrence 1-1 and dropped a 5-3 decision to ninth-ranked Clarkson, a game in which they had leads of 1-0 and 2-1. The team believes this is something to, that they can build on. Head coach Josh Skiba and senior forward Caitlin Russ talked about that. I also talked to Skiba about his role as an assistant coach for Team USA Women's Under-18 squad that will play in the World Championships December 26th to January 2nd in Slovakia. Here is Josh Skiba. Josh, uh, it's a question of... Uh, about this, this team, you know, you lose five three Clarkson, you had to leave. I mean, what does that do for this team's confidence? Knowing that you can play with one of the best teams in the country in their uh, in their barn. Yeah, I think, I think over the last stretch here, I think you know we're I think we're two four and two in our last eight games. We've been playing some of our best hockey lately, and I think not even just the Clarkson game, but just over that last stretch, our team started to develop a lot of confidence in how we've been playing, and um, certainly we've been scoring too. I think we're averaging just over two goals a game as well, and um, you know our, our our power play scored a big goal for us against Clarkson, which certainly helped. But I think um, you know seeing the kids being able to finish opportunities, and I think we're at a fun point in our program right now where we've worked. We're in year four now, where we've achieved a milestone where we're in a lot of close games and we're able to play with top teams like that and now for us it's about going through more experiences to really feel like hey rather than we can win this game we will win this game and I think that's a different mindset for our group and um, I think just going through experiences like that playing a top team is is something that we have to go through and we have to uh, continue to put time and effort into and and our kids have to go through those experiences and feel that belief and feel that they can make plays at at crucial times and um, you know that's the fun part of, of coaching and I think we're at a really fun part uh, for, our, for our program to, to kind of go through that right now. But certainly it, it builds a ton of confidence in our group. You know, our ability to score goals, um, our ability to make plays against a top team like that. I, I love the way we match up against that team, quite honestly, when we're playing at our best. Um, and I know that's, you know, probably a team that we're going to look to see, hopefully, if we make the playoffs and, and potentially down the road, too. So uh, really confident about our group's growth there. There's no way to speed up that process of winning there. Yeah. Unfortunately, no. Like I wish, I wish there was. It's just experiences, you know. And I think it's it's uh, taken a lot of time and, and probably you know frustrating at time from uh, both players and coaches' perspective. But um, it's fun. It's fun to go through, and it's fun to see our girls uh, get rewarded through that. And they're starting to understand perspective and see that the fact that hey, they're putting in the time and effort to go through that, and those experiences are building confidence. But it just takes a long time. Been piling up some overtime lately. What does that experience? How how will that be? I, yeah. 
I think it just it just adds again more of that opportunity for us to uh, you know to, to build on that experience build on that trust and that confidence that we can make plays at crucial times but um, you know certainly I think some of the overtime times that we've given up I think uh, you know RIT game the St. Lawrence game but those are games that we want to close out before we even get into an overtime situation. Josh, for you, after uh, this weekend, you're getting ready to go to uh, Europe for the uh, women's under 18. So just talk about that experience. <coughs> your second year doing that. What's it going to be like, and uh, what's what's the team going to be like? Yeah, I think. I mean, you look it up and down that roster. I mean. Uh, absolutely loaded with with talent and, and really high profile players that are going to go on to really successful college careers um, the staff itself I mean you're working with uh, staff not even just the coaches I mean the trainers the the medical staff the nutritionists I mean they're all at the pinnacle of their profession I mean it's just an unbelievable experience I'm I, I've been fortunate to do it now for two years and uh, you know we were one shot away last year we, we won a silver medal um, you know, this year we're looking to go to Slovakia to, to, to win gold and come back here. But it's been awesome. I mean, just learning from, from those kids. And I think really if it's done anything for me, it's just validated the fact that how we're coaching those athletes is the same way we're coaching our athletes here. And for me, that just gives me the validation and motivation to come back and continue doing what we're doing. You know, it takes time. And um, our, I think our kids are bought into to understanding that it's going to take time here at, at Union. But um, I think that process is, is just validated more than anything, that that, that coaching is actually effective and um, helping those kids have a great experience through that short-term tournament process. And hosting Bemidji State this week, and you, know, you saw them last year, yeah, unfortunately, I wasn't here last year during these two games, and we missed those because it was with the U.S. team. But, um, you know, WCHA team coming in here, they're going to be big. They're going to be physical. Um, they're going to be skilled, you know, good special team situation. They've got some good players up front. Um, but I think, you know, the one thing that Bemidji does really well is they play a very simple game like Clarkson. They're very structured in what they do. Um, and I think we're, you know, we're going to have to come out and ready, be ready to compete. You know, we've got to move pucks. We've got to get pucks behind them. We've got to limit our turnovers. Um, and we've got to really be work, outworking them in, in, in every situation. I think, um, you know, I think when we watch them on video, I think there's opportunities that they're, they're going to give up and, and we're going to have to capitalize on some of their mistakes. But, um, you know, it should be a, should be a fun two game series for us. Horrible. Horrible. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It was it was fun. I mean, it, just to see them go through that experience. I mean, they do a great job. Like, uh, you know, Shine and some of the men's players setting that up um, definitely puts put things in perspective for them. But um, they were not good. <laughs> um, just watching them, um, you know, obviously uh, certainly an upper body workout for them. So I think there's a lot of them sore at practice today. But I think they had a ton of fun, which is great. So I'm happy that they and proud of them that they could set that up for for Stride. Thanks, Josh. Thanks. Thank you. Now here's Caitlin Russ, who leads the team with five goals. The calendar year, you know, what are your guys' thoughts process, and what do you like so far to the development of this team? Uh, I think every weekend we've been getting better and making a lot of progress. Uh, so we're hoping to bring that into this last weekend, going into break feeling good to come back back into league play. Uh, we've played them last year, so we know what kind of team they are, and we know what to expect. So we're feeling pretty good for this weekend. Caitlin, um, the Clarkson game. Even though you lost, it has to, it had to be encouraging. In fact, you're up 2-1 on them in their rink. I mean, the, the reputation, they've been national champions. You, you lose 5-3, but what do you take out of that? What the positives and how can you apply that once you get back to league play in January? Uh, I, you're right. It was very encouraging to have that 
tie um, in the game for so long. I think we all know that we could have had the game. We took our foot off the gas pedal and kind of beat ourselves. So it's encouraging to know that um, they didn't necessarily beat us, that we have that within us. Um, so we're hoping to play a full 60 minutes this, uh, each game this weekend because we know that if we do that, we can be in any game and beat any team. We know they're a fast and a physical team based on how they played us last year. Um, not always like the most skilled team, so we know that if we um, play at our pace and at our physical level, like, we know we can compete with them and beat them. Um, it was this, we weren't really expecting that last year. We came off of a break last year when we played them, but now um, we didn't have two weeks off playing them, so I think we're ready to go for this weekend. How do you keep your focus this weekend knowing that these are the last games and you guys go home after this? Uh, I just You have to remember there's nothing to say before. We do have two weeks off, so you just got to give it your all. And um, We don't want to go into break off of two losses. We want to go under, with two wins under our belt going into 2020. So I think just uh, knowing that and knowing you don't have nothing to say before as opposed to three weeks ago when you still have so many weeks to keep playing. Any New Year's resolutions? <laughs> um, Make playoffs. I mean, that's our overall goal, but of course, it's, uh, we want to win every game and compete the hardest, but overall goal is just to make playoffs. Um, I think we're in a pretty good position. We're in the best position since I've been here in my four years, so that's encouraging to see, especially going um, into 2020 and having these two games don't really mean anything, but they're, they'd be a good confidence booster for us going into this break. Coming up, Mike and I will preview Friday's game against Merrimack and wrap up the podcast. You're listening to the Party Shots podcast, available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Hi, this is Harborside Hal Wafer. I'm the manager of the River Sportsbook at Rivers Casino and Resort. Now, it's always a winning bet to listen to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Schott. Back on the Parting Shots podcast, I'm Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Schott, along with Union beat writer Mike McAdam. And one thing, Mike, I forgot to mention when we introduced Rick Bennett, uh, I asked the first question at the uh, media availability, and he uh, wanted me to take off my jacket because I was wearing my Eagles jacket and Eagles hat. As well, he should have, as far as I'm concerned. I pretty much leave it at that. I mean, that, that's just, you know, of course, just asking for trouble, walking in with that costume on. So. Of course, if the Eagles didn't beat the Giants on Monday, I probably wouldn't have worn it because we, you know, everybody knows Rick Bennett's a uh, – Huge Dallas Cowboys fan. We're talking, of course, in week 16, we'll, our two teams will meet up. So we'll see what happens then. Anyway, uh, let's talk about uh, Friday's game against uh, Merrimack, a team like Union struggling a little bit. Uh, they're just 4-10-2 uh, and two overall and 2-5-2 two, and two in hockey's play. And they're giving up a pile of goals, 58 in uh, 16, 17 games, whatever it is for them. Um, so maybe for a team that's struggling to score like Union – Maybe this is what the doctor ordered, a team that's given up a lot of goals. Um, uh, I mean, they gave up 11 to Wisconsin. Granted, granted, uh, you know, one of the top programs in the country and everything, but they gave up seven to Penn State in a 7-0 loss. They're coming off a 5-2 loss to New Hampshire, a team that they had beaten the day before. So, yeah, they, I mean, they're having 
equally rocky road as Union right now, um, whereas Union's biggest problem is scoring. This team's biggest problem is keeping the puck out of the net, so something's got to give here. Yeah, the Merrimack has three freshman goaltenders. Uh, I mean, Jerry Ahumada, I'm probably mispronouncing his name, has played 11 games with a 3.42 goals against average, an 8.58 save percentage. Uh, Troy Cobrin, uh, 1-4-1, a 3.01 goals against average, an 8.96 save percentage in nine games. And James Corcoran just played one game, all of 20 minutes, 34 seconds, allowed six goals on 13 shots. His goals against average, a robust 17.50, and his save percentage, an unrobust 538. Yeah, and the fact that the stats on the other two kids that have been playing the bulk of the minutes are so similar, I mean, you must must be having a tough time picking one or the other and really – the fact that they're both freshmen, you just don't have a lot of body of evidence of what they can do at the college level. So, you know, whoever's in the net, we don't know. Um, might be something that Union could, you know, get their offense, you know, cranking a little bit. Which again, you know, it'd be, it'd be a good, yeah, good way to go out uh, before the Christmas break and uh, get a win and uh, get some momentum heading into the uh, final weekend of uh, the year. Yeah, they, they got a little bit of break, and there's a. a tricky little trade-off or balance that they're going to have to do during that seven or eight days where, yeah, enjoy yourself. You're going to have a couple of days off. They have a um, uh, they have a, a workout program from strength and conditioning coach Dan Gableman that they're going to uh, stick to and then do what they can on their own. Um, and Rick Bennett wants them to enjoy the holiday yeah. uh, just for, <laughs> for the sake of peace of mind and if nothing else, you're with your family. Do what you got to do that way, but take care of business and come back. Um, and, you know, if they can come back off of a win against this team that is very beatable, um, uh, all the better. I mean, it looks like you know, their next two games, including the Merrimack and then the Vermont game, Vermont is only 1-11-2 and two yeah, this Vermont's, year. So Vermont's been struggling yeah. big time, too. Yeah, I got so. a feeling Kevin's in trouble up there, Kevin Sutton. Yeah, I don't know about that for sure, but just based on the you know it's the final, it's of final it. year of his contract. Okay, wow. so it doesn't look good for Sned. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens uh, then. But uh, uh, no questions in the Union Mailbag this week. We, we're always happy to take your questions for the Union Mailbag. If you'd like to submit a question or a comment, you can email them to me at shot. That's s c h o t t at dailygazette.com. You can look for my weekly ECAC hockey faceoff selections at dailygazette.com slash sports slash parting shots. You can participate in the faceoff selections by emailing your picks to me at shot at dailygazette.com. Next week, we're going to try to uh, look back at the, not only just the 2019, but the year, the, the end of the decade's coming up. I mean, it's coming up so fast. Here we go. I know. We would like to get your thoughts on what were the top five events in Union Hockey during the 2010s, and we're, you know, we're gonna, I'll post something on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we'd like to get your thoughts, and you know, we obviously we talked about this next week. I think we know what the number one uh, event's going to be. Uh, Rick Manic getting a snowblower. Yeah, that's so oh, that's up there now. That's that could be that's gonna be that could be you know, surpassed. That could be a number Crack two. Yeah. So so we're looking for your picks. So send your selections to me at shot at dailygazette.com. And as I said, I will be posting on Facebook if you want to post them there as well. Uh, you can do that. So we appreciate your participation in this, and it'll be nice to go back down memory lane and what has been probably the best decade uh, for Union Hockey, considering um, you know, the championship in 14, the Frozen Four appearance in 2012, and just you know, the model consistently where the first half of, of this decade. So 
Well, that wraps up another edition of the Parting Shots Podcast. My thanks to Mike McVannum coming on. Mike, we'll do it again next week. Look forward to it. Okay. The Parting Shots Podcast is brought to you by Trophy Case, the app created for athletes by athletes. Download it today. Available for iOS and Android users in your app store. The Parting Shots Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Subscribe today. Follow us on social media. I'm at Slapshots on Twitter and Instagram, and Mike is on Twitter at Mike underscore McAdam. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of Gazette Newspapers. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of Gazette Newspapers. I'm Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Shot. For Mike McAdam, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Good day, good hockey.